Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When the red, red robin comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. League games without a win now as the Addicts are beaten at Port Vale and boss Ben Garner breaks ranks to have his say on the club's transfer policy. Welcome to Charlton Live. So hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we shall be looking back at uh, yesterday's 1-0 defeat up at Port Vale. Uh, joining me to have that conversation, two chaps who made the trip. First up, Mr. Ben Clark. How are you doing, Ben? Um, yeah, I'm good in myself, but not good after <laughs> watching that rubbish performance yesterday. Yeah, My goodness. It's, it's always, a, it's always a, a, an indication it's been a great performance when you have to give us assurances that you, you, you're feeling good enough to, to speak. But there we go. Also joining us a man who hopefully uh, has also got the uh, the power of communication within himself today, uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lou? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you. Not too bad. You're right. Yeah, enjoyable day yesterday. Um, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the word enjoyable came into it. To be honest, after watching that game of football, um, nice <laughs> nice ground. If we're if we're clutching at straws, but apart from that, yeah. it was um, yeah one to forget. I think. 
Yeah, certainly was. So on the, this week's show, then, as I said, we're, we're looking back at Portville. We're going to hear the highlights, the very brief highlights, I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, in a few moments' time, we'll discuss the performance. We have, of course, got the interview with Ben Garner after the game that I did at the Addicts boss. I mean, he was he was not a happy bunny. He was visibly frustrated uh, during the interview and, uh, yeah, spoke about the style of play that Port Vale played. He wasn't too impressed with that, although, of course, we have to try and find a way to, to counter that. But also, I mean, some of the comments he made about just the, the, the wholesale situation at the club and, and what we need to do in January and what we didn't do uh, in the summer window and how that wasn't really quite in line with his expectations when he took the job as well. Really fascinating stuff that got a lot of tongues wagging yesterday. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We've got your tweets and emails as well uh, and some fans bar as well. Ben uh, spoke to a couple of supporters uh, on, the, on the way back from Stoke-on-Trent Station uh, yesterday. Loads of stuff to get our teeth into. So, Ben, just before we hear the highlights... Um, that was painful, a painful performance, a dull game, if we're being honest. I think the first 15, 20 minutes felt like it was quite open, but then it, Port Vale sort of went into themselves, set us the challenge of breaking them down, and we failed at that challenge miserably. And then to cap it all off, we, we, we give away a goal through poor defending, which just doesn't feel like us really, does it? I know it does. We do it every bloody week. Yeah, the game was so dull, wasn't it? I mean, I was just remarking to you boys there, I couldn't believe it when it got to halftime. Two poor sides in the, in the whole game. I mean, when there's only two shots on target in the whole game, what does that say about the game? It was just so bad, lacking any quality. I, I thought the goal, we actually took it very well and Maynard Brewer couldn't do nothing about it. That, that was a bit of quality, um, although the defence could have done so much more to stop that goal from happening. Um, I just... It's just balmy. I was talking to fans afterwards going, how did we score three last week against Burton? And we didn't even look like we were going to get a shot off yesterday. It was so bad. There was no drive in that team. There was no passion. There was no fight. Um, Dobson, I thought, was the only one trying to get the ball, play it around, look for openings. I thought, yeah, the, the players coming in. Claire missed, obviously, the game last week with suspension. I thought he was poor. There was no real drive from him. Sessignon, Raksaki, these players just went missing yesterday. And, and yes, they did drop back and try and stop us from playing. But they've probably looked, they've done their homework on us. They've looked at Lincoln. They've looked at Forest Green. They've looked at Cambridge, Fleetwood. These kind of teams that have done that to us and thought, well, they got thumped 4-0 last week. So, of course, they're going to set up their game and think, right, we can't concede four again sat back and go, come on then, play through us. And we can't do it. People weren't brave enough yesterday. The likes of Innes did it, I think, once or twice, and he got fouled, trying to bring the ball out of defence and be brave like he did last week for the goal. But other than like little odd moments, we weren't doing it enough. We weren't brave. We weren't believing in our system to take the ball to them, take the game to them and draw players out of their position. It was just wasn't there, was it? And yeah, the usual Stockley isolated, then not looking involved enough in the game and and it's not looking good again is it and again now what's that our fourth game without a win now and yeah starting to look a bit <laughs> nervous again looking behind us rather than in front mm, yeah I mean I, I have to be totally honest I haven't checked the table behind us just yet I you know I'm still not overly concerned about that but I am concerned about the performance yesterday you know we're, we're down to bare bones and and that was the frustration we heard from Ben Garner afterwards, Lewis. Obviously, we're going to go into into detail on that a little bit later on in the show because there were some some fascinating comments there. Um, but 
it was it was an eye opener, wasn't it? Just just briefly, it was like wow. I mean, the the fact that he suggested the circumstances that he arrived at the Valley Inn weren't the circumstances he was expecting in terms of, you know, he said he didn't get the full budget he was expecting. I mean, that was, uh, that that I mean, t- to hear it actually come out and said, you know, he's, he's hinted at bits and pieces throughout the season, but to hear it said like that was a, a real, like, wow. That was a wow moment. Yeah, it's a pretty... Uh... It's a pretty damning interview, which you know I'm sure you're going to play later on. But it's it's tough to to obviously hear from Ben's side because you know, he's come in. I, I suppose as as a manager of his caliber, coming up from League Two, he's, he's taken a bigger job at, at a club like Charlton, a, a bit of a rebuild. Wants to come in and, and stamp his style of play um, and have a way of you know of playing forwards and and a real identity, which is something we probably lacked over the last couple of seasons. Um, and to do that, he, he's going to need the players that he wants and. That was, you know, something we expected in the summer was that if we were going to get Ben Garner in and he was going to bring in this style of play, that there would need to be some pretty wholesale changes because the squad from last season probably wouldn't be capable of of keeping up with or playing that style of football. We've obviously seen a few changes um, and a few new bodies come through the door, but a few of those key ones are injured now, um, which obviously isn't helping the cause, especially in defence. Um and players maybe that you'd expect to be uh, a little bit more uh, impactful and 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 dangerous. So you, we talk about Jaden quite frequently on the show this season about maybe the lack of impact he's having. Um, y- y- your hands become tired, and and obviously Ben is frustrated. It's, he's obviously letting a lot of a lot of steam, a lot of emotion out yesterday. I think being up and up in the gantry probably didn't help his cause because he probably can't get across the message that he wants to get across to the players. You know, feeding feeding his emotion and and what he wants from those players through through a telephone call or just at half time or full time by whatever method is not the same as being on the touchline and and being able to push a reaction. Um, and I think yesterday just is an accumulation of, of of frustration to be honest because we've looked in games of late we've obviously had some fairly dramatic um, results against the likes of Ipswich and and Burton where they've been those big score draws and they've all been fun and games as I said on Thursday but. You're coming away to to Port Vale or a team fresh in the league, and you you know how they're going to play, um, and you know how they're going to set up. But we struggled to to break them down at all yesterday. And I know Ben touched, as you say, touched on anti anti football, which is something I'm sure we'll talk about. But we didn't cope with that at all yesterday, and I don't I don't even really think we looked dangerous in in a single attack, which is is so disappointing when with the style of football we, that we've been sold almost is is the complete opposite of that. Mm, certainly right well let's have a listen to what i'm sure you can imagine are the very brief highlights uh, from charlton tv your commentators as always were greg stubbley and terry smith the rolled into kirk's feet back to fraser edge of the area ball now into the box oh lavelle just misses out with the head and then gets the dropping ball now kirk with the shot blocked away charlton appeal for handball nothing given and it's swiped clear by port vale and out to this near side for a charlton throw by wilson skips past fraser and it's in the pounds here wilson with the low shot it goes harmlessly wide in the end, but again, Chum will be disappointed the way they dealt with the pressure initially from Port Vale and the fact Wilson was able to pick it up. the last piece of action before half-time. And it is indeed. After 45 minutes, it's Port Vale nil, Charlton nil in the first half that hasn't really had any chances to be truthful. Looks to switch the play across. It's a decent-looking ball. Dobson trying to get back, but Butterworth is there. Comes inside Butterworth. Still with it. Butterworth will go for goal and finishes. 
the diagonal ball finds Butterworth is able to get the better of Dobson cuts inside Innes and then Lavelle manages to find the far corner Port Vale take the lead I mean the ball forward was a hopeful one Butterworth got to it despite the fact that Dobson was in front of him shot in through and past three child defenders well, that's the most frustrating thing from a child perspective is Butterworth picks it up but then it's free for company Fetty is allowed to get the shot goes through two, two child bodies it's Kirk for child on the left hand side now inside to Dobson that's a good ball Dobson looks for Anike Anike turns and with the shot and that's the best chance of the game so far for John well it's a uh, lovely football in the build up to that Innes again like uh, again on uh, the last last game where he created Kirk's goal bringing it forward fouled in the process quickly taken free kick had Port Vale on the back foot and uh, you'd have uh, you'd have backed Tooks and EK to get that uh, on target. On the right, Raksaki will pick it up. Good ball back to Torres Campbell. Couldn't miss the shot. Now Pedro tipped over the bar. Chance for Charlton to equalise. Only a corner. There's brilliant play from Dobson. Really good run forward. Spots Raksaki. It's a lovely threaded through ball. Raksaki pokes it inside towards Campbell. Completely misses the kick, but it actually works out quite nicely for Payne. It's on his right foot, though. He's coming across it gets it with power straight at Stevens who has to tip it over that's the first shot on target though for Joel Ball being kicked in by the corner flag and there is the final whistle depressing afternoon as far as Joel are concerned well there we go um, <laughs> well a couple of chances at the end there I guess they, they were our two main moments of the game other than that very early corner that saw Charlie Kirk have a shot cleared I mean it, it just wasn't enough was it yesterday um, a, a real flat performance Ben and you know the the the, the part of the game that, that really fascinated me was I'd say the last 15-20 minutes of the first half so as I said I, I got lulled into a bit of a full sense of security in terms of how I thought the game might go in the opening 10-15 minutes because it was quite open we were doing I was doing commentary on, on Radio London with, with Neil McDonald and he was Quite, he was quite excited about how the game had started because it, it felt like teams were, were getting in behind each other in the early stages, but that soon dried up very quickly. And then, like, like I say, that last part of the first half where Port Vale, at times, literally, we had the ball on the halfway line. Everyone was in the Port Vale half, apart from Ashley Maynard Brewer. And we were just playing it back and forth on the halfway line, not moving it very quickly. And Port Vale were just sat, not even coming out to us on the halfway line. Just like, you can do that as long as you want, chaps. And, and we did. And it came to absolutely nothing. The only team that had a shot on target in that sort of remain, well, had even a shot, I think, in the remaining 15 minutes of that first half when we enjoyed all that possession was Port Vale on the counter-attack. We did nothing with it. And it it, it highlighted where I think we, we can be easy to play against. I do ask Ben Garner this question in in the interview because it's not the first time it's happened this season. But if you sit in against us, we're currently not moving the ball quick enough to, to sort of carve you open and it's really frustrating to watch yeah it's so frustrating because we've got good wingers I mean you'd actually say on their day they're probably the best wingers in the division in Raksaki and Blackett Taylor but they're not your natural wingers they're not 
they're not trained to get down the line and cross the ball in for Jaden Stockley or, I don't know, a Fraser or a Kirk to head in. We we don't do that. So we're, we're trying to play football where we're trying to break through the channels and draw men out. But there was no drive to do that yesterday. As I said, it was so slow, wasn't it? There was no urgency about trying to get that ball moving quickly, trying to draw some of their men out of their positions. It was just such slow and lacking any real purpose behind it. And you, as I said, couldn't believe how it was half-time so quickly. But again, for them, they, they just managed the game well. They After conceding four last week, and they've done their homework on us, didn't they? And, and that is... I know, look, Jez normally pops up with a goal like he did last week, but they just know if they isolate him and Corey's end product yesterday, again, was was back to his old self before his injury, where it's just so frustrating when we've got these players, but just doing it consistently every week, they just can't do it. And that goes back to Garner's comments, doesn't it? Where he says, I just don't think... I've got like good enough players in this in this side. We've we need a turnover. We need better players here. And I know obviously that comes down to the defence because again it's another poor goal conceded. But the attack have got to look at each other and think right. Well, are we the ones that are good enough? Well, yeah. Yesterday it was no nowhere to be seen, was it? Any real quality in that game? And when that shot did come at the end of the. Second half, it was straight down the keeper's throat, wasn't it? It was easy for him to push it over. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Ben's mentioned that you, you keep Raksaki quiet, you keep Corey Blackett Taylor reasonably quiet, and he, and he certainly, you know, didn't do as much as he would have wanted yesterday. Then, then I do feel like we really lack other creative options. You know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think, about Scott Fraser. You know, he's got he's got the ability on his day, and he when he's playing well, he looks a good player. But there's days like yesterday where you want him to be able to try and thread through a pass. I guess the, the two problems you've got there are there's no one making that run ahead of him. You know, we saw that run from Charlie Kirk last week that, that Ryan Innes, of all people, picked out. There wasn't really a run made like that. Of course, part of that is Port Vale defending well and, and making it difficult for us. But we... If you keep our two wide players quiet, it doesn't feel like we've got someone else at the moment who's just going to leave her a chance out of nowhere. You know, we need a team to come out and leave gaps. And if they're not doing that, then we haven't really got much to, to break them down, Lewis. No, we haven't. It, it totally nullifies our, our threat by, by keeping the likes of, of Jez and Corey quiet. And I thought yesterday they, they were both kept quiet. I thought Jez, to be honest, actually looked a bit leggy, looked, looked a, bit, a bit exhausted. Um but yeah, we, there was no threat, really, no threat, and and that's a massive concern, especially as you say, given the caliber and and the usual level of threat that we get from the likes of of Corey and and from Raksaki. Um, but we just we couldn't seem to get going, you know. And I put some of it down to, as you say, good good defending from Veo. I think they obviously set up in a certain way, and it and it helped them to nullify us because they probably saw that as our only real threat at the moment. And we weren't picking out those balls through the middle. I think, I think Scotty Fraser especially was when we have our defense the way it is, and it's a bit patched up. I think Dobbo and Scott are are sort of pushed back quite a lot, you know, trying to help out that defense. Um, And that obviously takes away another threat because we know how good Fraser is at at taking the ball forward and picking out the, you know, decent final pass, etc. But we, we didn't see any of that yesterday. I thought the midfield was so sort of occupied with, with helping out the defense. Uh, and we sat so deep for the majority of that game yesterday that it, it does take away that that threat in the middle. I thought the midfield was completely absent, including the wingers, and it's something that we, we're going to have to work on because I mean we know we know we talk about the personnel issues at the moment and injuries and stuff, but it, it's, it is what we've got, and we're going to have to find a way of playing that's going to 
pick up some positive results between now and January and then hopefully we can do something then to strengthen it. But mm. at the moment, it's it's looking mm. fairly gloomy. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got to talk about the goal that we conceded. It was a dreadful, dreadful goal to, to concede. I was I was trying to think about the game as a whole as to whether we gave up a, a great deal of chances. There was not a great deal of chances at either end. I think they had more shots than us overall, but... The, the fact that we, we can even have a game where it's a fairly quiet defensive one and still have an absolute howl is disappointing. And we and we have to say, it's, 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 it's the second goal in in a week where George Dobson's played a big part in in, in, in not defending it well. He's been beaten in the air uh, by by um, Butterworth before he scored it. And, and that's very similar to the um, to, to the the goal last week where he was beaten in the air by by Dejoshilaja of all people. So th- there's a couple there where he's had problems, but then it, it, it was still what came after that as well. Because I mean, but all three of them, Dobson, Innes, and Lavelle, but have just breezed past them. We weren't close enough, or even if we were reasonably close, we didn't just didn't put our bodies in the way and get the block in, and that shots dribbled through two defenders really Ashley's got absolutely no chance but I mean Garner was fuming with the defending again we'll hear that in the in the, in the interview clip in a few moments time Ben but we even in a game where it's been relatively quiet defensively we still give away an absolute an absolutely ridiculous goal yeah what well, I can't think how that chance came about because I just I don't know, did we have a throw-on or a free kick down there? Because I don't see, I can't work out why Dobbo was at, like, the position he was. Do you know what I mean? I can't remember that bit, but, I mean, it was a long punt forward, wasn't it? And Innes and Lavelle are, like, kind of not in the greatest of positions. They're running across, because you think he was a little chap, and he manages to kind of push Dobson off, strength-wise, win the ball. Again, that was poor from Dobbo, but... Hard to lay blame with Dobbo because I thought he was the only one really that kept the game ticking over for us yesterday and acted with any real urgency. But to run across three players and not one of those three players dived across to try and John Terry esque try and block the shot, throw your body in, in there. They didn't do it, did they? And and that's what gets us so frustrated because um, you're letting a guy run past three of you and put the ball in the bottom corner. As I said, it was a bit of quality in the game because if if that's one of our players scoring it, you're going, oh, brilliant, what a goal. He's, he's driven forward, put the ball in the bottom corner. As you said, Maynard Brewer could do nothing about it. He's come through three of his defenders. He must be fuming. Um, and again, Garner's fuming with the defender. He just... As, well, we were so far away from it where we were in, in the away end. It, you just couldn't believe... I just couldn't believe Dobson was in that position anyway. Where were Lavelle and Innes? Why were they so far out of position? They only had one guy up there. And if Innes or Lavelle are in that position, surely when that ball bounces up, they're heading it away or knocking this guy down. Um, whereas Dobson just got out-jumped, out-muscled, which is unlike him. And then, as I say, it was a good finish. But again, we're just... It was like last week, wasn't it, when that um, some of the goals Burton scored, especially their third. No one's running out there and charging and blocking it. We let him run across us. Where's someone diving across and blocking that shot from coming in? It's not there. I just can't work that out. Why has that's not happening? Mm, yeah, the only time in the game, Lewis, where it, we got in behind a couple of times was, was of course, when Chooks and Ek came on, and it changes the dynamic of our forward line. Jack Payne was on the pitch as well. Um, it's a recurring problem now, but Jaden Stockley, you know, 
as I said last week, we've given him the benefit of the doubt a bit at times this season, but it, it's got beyond that now. It, it, it's a question as to why he's nowhere near it and, and why it's so different when Chooks comes on. He can lever himself into chances and, and bring others into play, and, and Jaden just isn't doing that this season. No, he's not. He's he's a shadow of the player that, that we've had previously, you know, and, and it's a real shame, and I imagine that Jaden knows it better than anyone. Um and it, it probably is confidence-based. Um, there's obviously a, a bit of a label attached to him at the moment because of the performances and because of the situation we're in with Chucks where he can't play a full game. You know, we are, we're dealt the cards we're dealt with and we have to deal with it where Chucks can only play half hour, you know, come on after 60 minutes and impact a game because of the injury to Miles. Um, and and that is that's the, the cards we're dealt. And I think that Jaden probably could do with being dropped and, and having that time out, out of the team to try and sort of recoup and maybe him be the one that comes on and make a difference within half an hour. But it, it, we're not in a position to do that and we're, and we're sort of completely stuck with what we've got and we'll be, pay, we, we'll be playing Jaden from the start every week knowing that really he's probably not going to have the effect and we're going to take him off after 55, 60 minutes and Chooks will come on and everything will lift and then that's another week where it's Jaden did nothing, Chooks changed the game and that that must do something to his confidence levels. You know, Jaden's only a human being, and I, I know he's not been good enough this season. But he's not been he's not in a position where he can drop out of a team and try and fight for his place. He's in a position where his performances are nowhere near good enough. He's not making the impact he'd like to, but he's he's kind of undroppable because we haven't got the depth. Um, and that for me is the root of the problem because if we if we had competition in that striking position, Jane wouldn't be in the side. And if he wasn't in the side, that gives him the rocket he needs to try and improve his performances, improve his play, to try and get himself back in the starting position. But at the moment, he he knows he's going to start every single week, right, rightly or wrongly. He might he might think, well, they're not going to drop me, or he might think, you know what, actually, I could do with the competition because it would give me give me the rocket. And at the end of the day, we gave him the armband in the summer as well, so he does need to you know buck his ideas up a little bit. And it's just not it's not working for him this season at all. But I think some of the some of it's fairly out of his control. I've just seen the uh, the XG data has been dropped on Twitter by XG underscore data. Uh, Port Vale 0.69, Charlton 0.45. That is so low for both for both teams, actually. But Charlton's X- XG of less than half a goal really sums up the performance we had yesterday. Our two best chances came uh, right at the end. And EK and Payne both saw shots ended up going over the bar. Payne's one was tipped over, although I'm not sure whether it was uh, going to drift in anyway. Uh, but there we are. Not a great day in front of goal. And then afterwards, well, this explosive interview uh, with the Addicts boss, uh, Ben Garner. He came up. As I said, I think you could see he was visibly frustrated with the performance with the afternoon. Uh, and as we got further into the interview with the way the things have been at the club since he's come into it as well. So this is what Ben Garner had to say after Port Vale. I asked him, first of all, just what he made of yesterday's game. Uh, horrible would be my summary. Um, horrible pitch, horrible performance. Uh, yeah, uh, a very disappointing afternoon. Why were they so off it today? Uh, the way they play, they play they play anti-football. They just want to stop you. Um, and uh, we weren't... Good enough with the ball. Uh, don't think we fought enough without it. Um, didn't show enough brightness. Um, and then we give them a horrendous goal away. Horrendous goal. And uh, that gives them something to hold on to and they can kill the game. And, uh, you know, as, as horrible as the game was, 0-0, yeah, you've got a chance to, to go on and win it. And um, 
yeah, not, not many positives in there this afternoon and uh, yeah, we, we have to be much, much, much better than that. Spoke about some of the goals that have been conceded recently, some of which have come from not being closed down on the edge of the box, but I mean, there was a player there who had able to dribble through, it felt like three defenders before shooting. Yeah, our, our shape behind the ball was, was terrible and we, we work on it and speak on it every single week and I, I could see the goal come, or the chance come in 10 seconds before it happened because we weren't switched on at the back. And, uh, and then, yeah, he walks his past three players and, and, and puts it in the bottom corner. So, uh, and we keep doing that. We keep ending poor goals. Um, but we have looked to threaten an attacking sense. But our, our quality in the final third today was nowhere near where it, where it should be. Um, and we, we have to take responsibility and, and step up and play a lot better. With the injuries you've got at the back at the moment, it means you, I guess you can't take players out of the firing line if you want to. So I mean, what, what can you do to try and improve them between now and the next game? No, nothing really. The fact that we are what we are. Um, we, we're in balance. We've tried to change shape second half and do different things, but you, you're, you know, it's difficult. We can't, we can't make changes at the back, really. Um, we, we've got what we've got. Uh, we've got to go again on, on Tuesday night down at, down at Plymouth um, and then we go again at uh, Stockport home next Saturday. So we've got to uh, we've got to pick up for these next two games and, and play a lot better than we did today. It must have been frustrating for you watching in the first half in particular the amount of possession Charlton had towards the end of that period with yeah. them sitting back and you just didn't find a way through. No, we, we didn't do enough. We, we had... I thought last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, really good control. We had them pinned back and then we didn't want to make the hard runs. We didn't want to make the runs behind. We didn't want to play the forward pass enough. Uh, we took safe options for me. And listen, the pitches, you can see it here. It's, it's really poor, but we've got to be braver than that. We've got to take uh, more risks in that, in that final third. And we have to, there's quality there. We, we need to show it a lot better than what we did. Is that something that the, the team have to improve on overall? I mean, there's, been, there's been some games this season where if teams sit back, it can be quite hard to break through them. Is that something they've got to work on? Yeah, I mean, Paul Bauer, like probably 80% of the teams in this league, they set out just to stop you playing. There's no ambition for them to go and really attack and take the game to you. They're at home today and the whole ambition was to sit and stop us and make it a dull and horrible game and, and try and nick it 1-0, which they did. So, um, it's, it's hard when you're playing against it, playing against that on, on say like a like a surface like that. But that's no uh, excuse. We have to do much much better than what we did. Uh, we didn't show enough um, character and personality for me. So um, I, I've had some strong words in there, and uh, I'll certainly be expecting a response Tuesday and Saturday. I mean, is that, is that a frustration for you? That it's, it's completely against the style of football that you'd like to play, but it can be quite effective in this division. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, it can be effective for me. That's not football, um, you know. To uh, for me, it's about trying to win the game. I always want to try and be the team trying to trying to win the game and be the protagonist. And uh, you know, it's, it, everyone chooses how they play, but they they sat literally just to to stop us and disrupt and um, and go physical. And um, I thought the ref helped that. Uh, I thought we helped that with the way he officiated the game. Um, but that is what it is. We have to solve that. We have to be better than what we were at, at doing that. And we have to look at ourselves. It's four league games without a win now. These, these little runs sort of come out of nowhere, but then last time they turned into eight, there's obviously a, a message to be hammered home there about trying to pick up quite soon. Yeah, of course. We, we, you know, we don't want to get any sort of, of run. Um, you know, it's uh, we, um, no defence. We've had a lot of games. We haven't been able to uh, rest and rotate as we would like because of the numbers we've got. Uh, we're really un- unbalanced in the, in the squad at the moment, but we have to find better ways of performing than, than that. So, um, yeah, that, that's as simple as it is. Not, not a good afternoon. Um, no excuses for me. Uh, you know, I, I need to find solutions and find ways to improve that very quickly. Try and take a positive from it. I thought Ash, Ash came in for his, for his league debut and I probably couldn't do much more about the goal, so probably did it quite, quite well today. Yeah, he did great. He, um, he didn't have much to do. You know, they, uh, although we didn't create enough first half, I didn't think we ever looked like conceding and even start the second half and give him the goal. And, you know, they have chances after that on the break because we have to push forward. But I, I think if that goal goes in, 
it, it's nil-nil or we win it late on but we give them that goal and that changes the complexion of the game and that's been a common story this season um, and it's, it's repeated messages it's repeated mistakes um, and there's only so long I can uh, accept that you know I'll be looking to make changes moving forwards um, we, have to, we have to turn this squad over we have to get better players in we have to strengthen we have to invest because uh, you can see at the moment across this, this part of the season we're not competitive enough in this division Is that the, um, the conversation we had after Bolton just after the, the window closed was that it would be overachievement at this stage is that, yeah. is, is that what we're seeing now a, a small yeah. squad uh, yeah, with yeah, injuries Yeah of course you know, we're, we're, not, we're not strong enough we've not got the depth um, to, to, to compete at the top end of this division and, and, and that's a fact I'm not, I'm not a magician I'm not a miracle worker here we've, we've made I think good progress in a number of areas um, but we're handcuffed in, in a lot of others so um, between now and January we've got, a, we've got a fight and we've got to play a lot better than that as I said to get as many points on the board as we can and progress as far as we can in each cup competition and then January's a big time for us we, we have to improve and we have to strengthen To be quite frank obviously Charlton fans would have expected to have a squad that was capable of challenging in League One you know, Charlton in League One is quite a big club were you, were you expecting that at this stage is this, is this yeah. still going along the timeline or, or are you behind what you expected when you were given the job? Yeah I mean I, I expected uh, probably a different set of circumstances when I, when I, when I, when I came in and um, you know I haven't been able to recruit as I would like to um, we, we've been limited with that I, I've only had uh, a limited amount of, of the budget available to me and that's obviously makes it an uphill uphill task you know this isn't this isn't a team that was flying last season and, and, and finished high up the division it was a team uh, and a club that struggled last season and um, we're trying to improve that I thought we were making some good progress we've now got eight out injured and with Fred Bear in the, in, in the squad but um, these are no excuses for today we, we have to play and, and give a lot more than what we did today um, especially for the supporters that, that travelled and, and made the journey um, yeah that has to be a lot better and I'll be making sure that it is moving forward Just for yourself obviously I know you had to watch from afar at Fleetwood that was from home what's it like not being on the touchline today? Yeah it's horrible it's horrible and uh, you know I, I didn't feel like I could, I could affect things you're seeing things up there and you're getting messages down but um, you know I, I, couldn't, I couldn't affect things as the, way I, the way that I wanted to and it's hard and I've got one more of those on Tuesday and then very much look forward to being back on the touchline on Saturday What sort of team can you take to Plymouth then on Tuesday I guess you can't make too many changes because no. there's not many available No we'll be very young we'll be very very young we, uh, we've, we've done well to progress in that competition but with the injuries we've got we're, we're just going to have to make huge changes on, on Tuesday night and uh, which is opportunities for a number of young players it'll be opportunities for some of the lads that didn't start today to, um, to go and play um, but the majority that did uh, so 60 minutes and above today they, they will have no involvement on Tuesday because uh, we, we just can't we're just not in a position to do that Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers there. And it's Joey. Yes! 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 Oh, he's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Joey has gone. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Gets it. Come on. What a time to be a hero here at Wembley. Live. Oh, welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. It's Louis Mendes, uh, Ben Cloak and Lewis Cat looking back at yesterday's 1-0 defeat at Port Vale. And we've just heard there that explosive interview uh, I did with the manager, Ben Garner, after yesterday's game. Frustration was pulsing through his veins, really, and you heard it there in some of his answers about the style of football that Port Vale played and, and how we were unable to counter it. You know, I did ask him, you know, is it frustrating for him because it's effective in League One and it's not the type of football that he likes to play, but... Yeah, he answered, he answered that, and maybe we'll come up to that a bit more in, in a minute because, I mean, the, the, the comments about the, the, the budget and not, not having a squad that's fit enough to compete at the top end of the division. Now, it's not the first time he said that, but it's just when, it, it's this time when he said it, 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 it just, something clicked to me. I was like, <laughs> we're Cholton in League One, you know, like we're, we're not, we're not with all due respect to a Shrewsbury or a Port Vale, you know, clubs who, who, are traditionally slightly lower down the pyramid and haven't been in the Premier League and haven't got the expectation that comes with that, haven't got the facilities that comes with that. When you're a Charlton fan, and this isn't being cocky or anything, it's it's just sort of, you have an expectation of what a Charlton side in League One should be. And, may, and may, maybe that's, you know, maybe we are a bit naive now because we are a League One side and we have been for the majority of the last 10 to 15 years or how, however long we've been stuck in this god-awful division. But we would expect us to be higher up. So I asked I asked Ben about that and if that sort of chimed with his expectations when he came into the club and he said, yeah, you know, things weren't how he expected. You know, how, how was the club sold to him in the summer? What sort of budget was he told he would get? And he said he didn't get the whole budget. You know, what, what messages was he given in the summer? And, and is, is part of his frustration the fact that we find ourselves down to bare bones because we have a squad, you know, that, that that's not completely where it should be in, in a bit in a few places you know and he wasn't given the budget he was expected in the summer now of course we know that some of the players we've got in our team currently we have spent money on them in the last couple of years and that has been under Thomas Sangard he hasn't not spent money at all but now it's there's been a clear change in direction the break-even stuff that the you know the cost cutting around the around the place we know about that and that seems to be the future direction of travel for the club so the frustration was pulsing through there from Ben but Ben Cloak, you don't hear managers speak like that, 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 that candidly, that often, do you? You don't, um, but I can understand why he did it yesterday because, as I said, it was such a bad game of football. And he's obviously sat in the stands yesterday, not on the touchline, so maybe he had a different perspective on it and just probably looked at it and thought, I can't believe how bad we are today. There's so much work that needs to be done to this side. And I haven't got the right tools to do it. Um, he, well, obviously, we know he's right in terms of not being given enough budget to bring enough players in. Uh, we know up front we've lost players in that position and we didn't replace them. Now, I mean, that's there to be seen. And as well at centre-back, we, we lost players at centre-back um, and we didn't replace them. And then we obviously picked up Terrell Thomas towards the end. So... I'm a little bit surprised that he's did 
didn't expect it as much because obviously with what happened with Jacko last year, look, obviously in terms of Jacko, Sangar can say that that wasn't his man, but he was given some uh, crazy expectations to become manager this season, which obviously we, we know that that was ridiculous in the end, whether Sangar wanted Jacko or not. And there was lots of fallout last year towards the end of the season. And I'm surprised he didn't, do a bit more research into coming into it um but then again if thomas sold him the dream and look this is the way i want to play football you're going to bring in the the men to do that for me uh and now we he, he got to the end of august and was like well i still need to bring in a few more players and we were waiting weren't we for some extra players to come in and they've never turned up so He's dealing, I think he's he's done well with what he's had. I mean, at the moment, having eight players out is crazy. It is crazy. And especially some of them being new players like McGrandles, who we've literally not seen this season. But we just know we've got no strength in depth in that side. As Lewis rightly said, the main problem is up front. And we've got no one that can come in and challenge Jaden at all. And we that's because we didn't replace that in the summer. So mm. I can see why he's come out and said that today because that was so frustrating yesterday. He's, he's, not, he's not the first manager, Lewis, to go along the lines of, I feel like, I don't know, a trust issue with Thomas Sangard. So, you know, Nigel Atkins, I spoke to him on and off the record and, and, there, and there was indications that what he expected in the summer after he arrived didn't really happen you know and we know we all know what happened with Johnny Jackson where at one point he thought he was he was secure in his job and then two days later he was gone you know it was, if there's no if there's no trust between the ownership and and, and the manager that that's going to cause problems you know and it will cause frustration it will cause little outbursts like we saw yesterday from Ben Garner and it's not the way that the club will progress because you need everyone singing off the same hymn sheet Exactly that, you know, and Thomas himself has been the, the mantra of this one club sort of movement. And at the moment, you know, that, that mentality starts from the top down. And, and if he's if there is issues with, with trust between the owner and the manager, you've got serious problems from the off. And there is an alarming pattern emerging when, you know, we saw a new owner come in under Thomas and Boyer leaves very quickly off, you know, after going through the turmoil of, of Roland and ESI. We then get Nigel Adkins in. He, as you say, comes out fairly openly like Ben has and say he maybe didn't get um, what he expected in terms of budget and resources. And then you have uh, Jacko, who got to the end of last season, wasn't great, but we spoke to him at Player of the Year and we thought, as as far as we were all concerned, he'd have a summer to bring in the players he wanted to suit his style and we'd have another go at it. Sat two days later over the phone, as far as I'm aware. And then... Now we're seeing this pattern start to emerge with Ben. And, and when Ben came in, there was that slight under, underwhelmment, if you like, at the start because of, of the names that we've maybe been linked to and probably the sour taste left after Jacko going. But I think he's kind of won a lot of the fans around with you know, the way he comes across in his interviews and the way that the football probably has improved in certain instances. Um, and now we're starting to see those cracks appear with Ben. And ultimately... As you say, Charlton Athletic in League One is a club with very different expectations to a lot of others in the division. You know, and I know there's no God-given right to be at the upper end of the table, but we're a club that expects to be battling when we're in this division. Expects to be battling for the top six, and to do that, football's moving and it's changing, and it's becoming and requiring more of an investment to do that. If we're not getting that investment, we're going to get left behind in the dust. And at the moment, 
that seems to be the way we're going, which will be a massive concern, not just for the supporters, but for Ben as well, because it makes his job completely impossible. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the, the comments about Port Vale's playing side? Now, we, we know there's history but with, with Ben Garner and Port Vale. It was his Swindon side that were knocked out in the playoff semi-finals last season. Uh, there was some bad blood. He spoke about the pitch then. He spoke about the pitch yesterday as well. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he he was frustrated with the way they play. He did, he, he did counter that with it's up to Charlton to find a way through that. But clearly he... He gets upset with people who don't who don't believe in his footballing philosophy, and they find a different way. And and as I said in the interview, a way that can be effective and is effective, and one that we were unable to counter. Ben. Yeah, if it works for them, it's it's not pretty, is it, to see that from your side? But then again, they only came up last season, so they probably thought, well, well, obviously Ben's seen their games as well from last season, played against them uh, four times, I guess, in the league. Uh, with the two playoff games so it probably winds him up that he thinks he's trying to play football in in the best way you want to see but ultimately it's about results and it got them the result yesterday Um, they nullified us and it's not pretty to see every week if you're a Port Vale fan but then when they look at the table they're four points off the playoffs and they just got promoted last season so if it gets results we as you said we need to get out of this god-awful league and if they're getting results to try and do that, then fair play to them. And it is up to us to break them down. But as we know, we haven't got this strength and depth to do that. We haven't got a plan B to go. We got Chucks to bring him on, but it's still the same style of football. That's one thing I'd say yesterday as well, which a few supporters were chatting about before we got on the train, is why did Chucks uh, come on and Stockley then came off? Why can't we have two of them up front together? We, we don't try that, do we? But don't know if that would change anything but that's where it seems like we're just using the same thing over and over again people are going to find us out like that maybe it's a bit like how they don't let all the royal family fly on the same plane in case one of them goes down don't have them both on the pitch at the same time in case there's some sort of horrendous injury causing a problem that wipes them both out at the same time right um let's have a look at some of the messages uh that have come in uh yesterday the only thing i will say actually about the style of football i did ask thomas sangard in the summer i remember away at dartford he came on bbc radio london with us and i asked him if he was confident that that style of football that he he is prescribing he's got a manager in to play the style of football that he wants to see would be effective in league one and well the, the question is has it been or, or will it be and will would the owner sort of deciding the way he wants the club to play in a certain way will that be successful in league one and well you know with a without the players it's never going to be and b would it be on its own we don't know but it's certainly not so far uh in, in terms of getting us anywhere near the playoffs right let's have a look at some of the messages there. i'm a chuckle exile so it was an indefensible uh, performance uh, yesterday um uh, mitch said i've clapped some bad charlton teams off in the past but i couldn't uh, clap that yeah well it looked like a pretty muted uh, reception in uh, in the away end at full time. Clive said was supposed benefit of being able to stream these away games at the moment. Abject performance though by Cholton. There was no pace, no flair, no ideas, no goals, and for one shot on target in 98 minutes, not good enough. Stewart says I'm fed up with concentrating on other teams' strengths. Uh, ben, please play to your squad's strengths. Get Stockley out. He isn't justifying the word attacker or striker. Utilize our pace and get in behind defences. If we lose, then at least lose having a go. John Hardy said, I think we will lose our manager soon. I mean, that is the question, I guess, Lewis. You know, these were pretty out there comments from Ben Garner. It's not the first time I've put a story up that, you know, with quotes from Ben and and people are replying going, oh, he'll be gone by next week. It's not the first time people have said that and it hasn't happened. But, 
I don't know. Do you, do you think his comments strain the relationship between him and the and, and Thomas Sangard? One one point that people have suggested as well that'd be quite interested is if you know we, we we do know he said a couple of weeks ago he wanted to have a chat with Thomas about January, and um, was the story is I think Thomas has been over this week, so I wonder if that conversation has had and maybe that's where this this has come from. That, that, that's that's just speculation on my part, but it certainly it certainly won't have smoothed any relationship between the two if there's any problems there. We don't know if there is or isn't. I guess. No, it won't have. I mean, it's. I can see why Ben's done it because the frustration is there, and I think the frustration is felt by everybody because, yeah, you know what, we are unlucky with injuries and we're eight players down, but we're at a threadbare level again, you know, and that's that's an issue we've had season after season, and we don't tend to learn our lessons, um, and even even season after season, ownership after ownership. I mean, how many how many times do we go into a January and we're like, we need to recruit, we need to recruit. Um, and it's it's massively frustrating, massively frustrating. But the the relationship between the manager and the owner is, you know, it's got to be one that that remains fairly strong. You know, he is probably Thomas's, you know, he's Thomas's man on this. And if that relationship starts to fracture, then it only leads one way. I mean, I do I want to see Ben Garner leave? No, I think that there's, you know, a project here to be done. I think that he, we all kind of accepted it wasn't going to be an overnight job with. You know, getting the team up with the turnover of, of players that were probably required and, and the amount of funds available in the windows to do that. I think I think Ben said earlier on in the in the season that it would probably take a couple of windows to get to where he wants to be. But you know, it, the frustrations wear thin because at the moment we're we're not even really competing. You know, when you look at the table, we're, we're miles off where we want to be, and and clearly we're miles off where Ben wants to be. Otherwise, he wouldn't have wouldn't have come out with what he did yesterday. Mm, right, we've got some more comments as well. Dan said, not the best uh, of games for my first away game of the season. It certainly wasn't, Dan. Uh, the defending once again was woeful and there's no need for me to explain, uh, as we all know by now. At one point, I thought we were playing rugby with the amount of times we passed uh, back and sideways and uh, to come away with one shot on target. Uh, is really poor. Noddy said Ben Garner has been stitched up by Thomas Sangar, but continuing to play this way uh, with inept players is pointless. We look better uh, hitting teams on the break, so we might as well give away possession, sit deep and do just that. However, uh, we can't defend either. Thomas Sangar must spend big uh, or sell up. Um, I, I, there, there was a, a report on Twitter, and I haven't got any details at this moment, that, that Martin Sangar might have been on the receiving ends of a few words as well uh, on the train home. So if anyone's got any more details on that, I'd be really interested to find out what happened uh, about that yesterday because I, I guess the, the the ownership will be feeling a bit of pressure now after you know the, the, the comments from Garner and, and of course, the, the unhappiness uh, with uh, with the fans. Uh, Rachel says, uh, Garner's right, Sangard sold us all short. It wasn't good enough from the squad as a whole, uh, but Garner has no one to drop them for. We saw under Adkins and Jacko that putting square pegs in round holes gets us found out and left behind uh, very uh, quickly. Uh, Chris Reader disagreed with uh, Rachel, said, I think uh, Garner has players like Payne who could come in and play, uh, throw an EK in from the start, and if he lasts an hour or so, so be it. Uh, play him in the two with Jaden, as, uh, as Ben said earlier. Uh, we... Uh, when we have uh, Wollacott, Fiat, O'Connell and Egbo, uh, we still concede goals at right, left and centre. Yeah, I mean, defending has been a problem uh, all season. Gary says, hi guys, I think we're carrying too much Deadwood. We spend far too much time passing backwards. I do wonder uh, what the backroom staff are doing training-wise. It just seems like another wasted season. And let's be uh, honest, the football uh, is poor uh, as well. Ken said it was a dreadful performance, so inconsistent, lack of wanting. They are simply not good enough. Me and Jackie have a swear box for watching Charlton. We are damn near bankrupt. Well, maybe you could uh, send that over for the, the transfer kitty, Ken. <laughs> um, uh, Steve says, uh, we can't keep going 
going into games with uh, the plan uh, that will get Chucks and EK on uh, to get us out of the mess. Having all the possession in the world is useless if we don't get crosses into the box or test the keeper. January is a huge month for us. We need to do our business early. I don't mind losing a game as long as we try. And unfortunately, too many games this season we have just accepted being mediocre. We can't. We can uh, blame the manager. We can blame TS. Um, and, and ultimately, the buck stops, uh, stops with them. It's going to be another league. Uh, another season in League One. Anthony says, I don't get the hatred towards Garner. If you include uh, Maynard Brewer, nine of the players who started today were here last year. Ben Garner sold a dream and has been sold down at the river. Well, I've got some more of your fan comments to come. Uh, in a few moments' time, we've also got some fans bar now as well. Ben uh, spoke to a couple of supporters after the game uh, yesterday. This is their views on the defeat up at Port Vale. Bitterly disappointing, in my opinion. Um, I thought the 11 that we had out had the potential to do a really, you know, good game, in my opinion. I thought the strong, like, the side was a strong side, but they didn't perform today. And, um, yeah, I thought it was a really poor, poor performance. It's every away game's poor. There's, there's, just, there's no structure. We can't pass it forward. I don't know why Claire's back in the starting lineup. He can't pass it forward at all. He doesn't run the gaps, he doesn't run in the pockets. All he wants to do is run forward a little bit and pass it back to the keeper. We just don't, it's poor. I can't, what, what do you want us to do? Give me something to get behind. I, I've got nothing to get behind them for. I can't get behind them. You've got to give me something to support you with. I'm, I'm happy. I can't understand why people clap, clap them off. Like, why are you clapping them off? It's like an exception. What to play pause, okay. It's awful. Tough one. Like, I just thought the team didn't turn up today. Like we had, I think we had one shot on target. I think the stats will show, and that was right at the end of the game. I think the keeper tipped over the over the uh, over the crossbar. Um, I just thought the the intent wasn't there. I thought, that, to be honest, the, I thought the players had a real bad game today. And um, yeah, I, I think it's one of the players today. To be honest, I thought the players had a real bad game. We're, we're too slow. We get we get the yeah. ball. We're one 0 down and we've got the ball in the back four, sitting there going, who are we going to give it to? And not one person in the midfield of the front two yeah, don't wants, wants the ball. No one, no wants, one the ball. wants the ball. No one's moving for it. How are we going to, get, how are we going to win a game of football? Or even There's get no level when we're not, we don't want the ball. No one wants the ball. <laughs> the back four doing what? Sitting there going, who wants the ball? Who wants the ball? Oh, give it to you. Oh, we lost the ball. Crowd's on your back. That, 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 they pass it along the back. It's the same thing every week. It's all that time passing left and right, left and right, and then no end play. You just pass it all the way across. You can understand why the people in stands get frustrated. Purely from the basis that we pass it left, we pass it right. We're back in the middle with Innis. We go left, we go right, we go left, we go right. We don't go forward. We don't even take shots from outside the box. No, and, the, problem, no. and the thing is, you've got to take shots. And even if the fumble comes, it's a chance that we could knock one in. We don't even take shots from distance. We don't chance. All the other teams that I see players shoot from distance. We don't do any of that. We want to tap it in, tippy tap tap. It, You've got to take, in this league, you've got to take shots. You've got to take your chances. Yeah, yeah. One of them will come right. So every now and then, the keeper will fumble it, and it's a winner. We don't do any of that. Three players on one for the goal. Like, I think the thing is, if you look at the way Charlton play with us, got Jez and Corey Baker-Taylor, how many times they get 1v1 with a fullback? That's where, at the best, 1v1, I don't remember, I think they played a five. And he, I think in the second half, they actually changed to a five at one point. He went, Black and Taylor... Right wing, right wing back, Claire, and it, it just, just whole thing like you check changes it, but nothing, nothing really happened. But you no, know, I see everyone on Twitter is letting Stockley have it. Listen, he was, he was poor, but you know, he, he still went. He come off half hour to go. 
nothing really changed. There we go. Cheers, Ben, for for getting those views. Yeah, plenty, uh, plenty of people had plenty to say, and and I'm not surprised after after yesterday's defeat. It really was a a tough one to watch. Let's have a look at a couple of emails that come in uh, as well. Uh, McSquared said, Hi guys, I haven't written for a while, but having uh, sat through yesterday's awful performance, I felt like it was time to get back on the horse. Once again, a case of lots of possession, but no penetration or end product. Stockley was either running around like a headless chicken or hitting the deck uh, like Mr. Blobby. His uh, performance was shocking. Shockley would be a far more apt moniker uh, for him. It's a pity Anike never seems fit enough to start because at least he looks like scoring when he comes on. If he's unable uh, to start matches, we should at least be uh, told why. Uh, only having one shot on target, and even that was questionable, and in the 89th minute to boot is totally unacceptable. Our passing was terrible. We kept giving it away. The only starting players that came out of the match with any credit uh, were Cession, Dobson, and Maynard Brewer, who didn't do uh, anything wrong or didn't deserve to concede. Dobson may have been brushed off the ball before, for Port Vale's goal, and the, but the uh, subsequent defending from Innes and Lavelle uh, was pathetic. Innes, in particular, that's very heavy-footed, and his change of di- uh, direction is akin to a tank's. Uh, Black, Taylor, Kirk and Raksaki were all extremely poor. Uh, we looked slightly better after the subs came on, but it was too little, uh, far too late, damage already done. Unless there's drastic action in the transfer window, which I think is extremely unlikely, uh, it's looking like the best we can hope for is mid-table obscurity again. In other words, we are stuck... Uh, fast and going absolutely nowhere. By the way, my sister says she paid £10 to watch her live stream and that constitutes an hour's work for her. Therefore, she deserves a refund. <laughs> Imagine working an hour to watch an hour and a half of that. <laughs> uh, right, Ben, uh, uh, this is from uh, John says, Ben Garner will be gone in January uh, if he doesn't get the transfer funds and who can blame him? He's been badly let down by you-know-who. Uh, and then Dean said it was so boring to watch. It was a waste of a tenner. Garner's been sold a dream. I think he has no idea how to polish the turd he's been given. Uh, maybe he's looking for a way out after the comments uh, made again after the budget. It's a good job uh, we have a few home league games coming up uh, as we are so dire away from home. Love the pod anyway. That's from Dean. Uh, cheers, Dean. Yeah, do you, do you think Garner's second guessing what he wants to do is he in, I don't I don't know if his stock's high enough to, to walk away really Ben what do you reckon yeah I'd, I'd agree with you I don't think his stock's high enough now to walk away um, I mean last season he got Swindon to the playoffs but obviously didn't get to the final um, he's got an upgrade in the job but he's not proven his worth yet and I agree with Lewis I don't want him to go yet I'd, even if he, we were doing worse than we're doing at the moment because if we keep changing managers that's not the problem we all know that's not the problem that keep changing the managers there's other stuff that's going wrong so we we need to stick with Ghana because I've I've liked bits and bobs that I've seen but as we know he hasn't got the squad to do so but as Lewis rightly said as well if you're not singing from the same hymn sheet with the owner then there's, it's not going to work. I think they need to. You need to be on the same side so we can all push forward as a football club. I mean, I don't remember back in the Premier League days. I know Twitter and stuff wasn't around there, but Kerbishy lamenting what Richard Murray or Piovani's done in the boardroom. Sh- sh- should he have come out and said it then? So, Deck Warrington, who's a, a sports journalist who who I know well, used to be on the news shopper and he, he's out and about now doing doing other bits, but he knows the club well. You know, he was saying, you know, you never saw Pauli doing that under Roland, coming out and saying stuff. He kept, he kept Stum really until, uh, well, yeah, even even after he left, I don't, I don't remember him saying a great deal about about it in, until a little while after. It's more when he was here, he he just tried to keep the team morale up. That was his job, and and you know, even under the difficult circumstances, you know, he um, he, he he did okay with with, with Duchatelet until until he obviously got let go. But sh- should Garner say stuff like that, Ben? 
it, it does seem a bit unprofessional for him to say that. Um, and I'm sure Thomas will be pretty miffed uh, why he's come out and, and said that publicly. I know he's not really publicly... He always takes the blame on himself, doesn't he? He doesn't really publicly have a go at the players or anything like that. So it was a surprise to see something like that. But what you said earlier, if Thomas was over this week and as he said previously, wants to have a word and saw out a window, maybe he's just got to the end of his tether with what what happened in the summer transfer window, trying to look for some positives in the January window. If he's been told, well, actually, that's not going to happen. You need these players to come back from injury. Then his frustrations boiled over. I know we heard that from Swindon fans. He is quite outspoken a lot in games. And yeah, I think we'll have to see what happens over the next few weeks and any more interviews that explode like that. I mean, if we get knocked out of the FA Cup next week against Stockport, then there might be some more. But I could, uh, you can imagine, if you're Thomas Sangard now and you're seeing all those comments, what are you doing this morning? Are you ringing up Ben Garner and going... What was all that about? Or are you going, well, I knew this was coming because I told him there won't be any money to spend. I, I don't know. Mm. But, yeah. Uh, should he have said it? I'd say probably not because, as Lewis said, we all need to be trying to sing from the same hymn sheet. But there's obviously yeah. a breakdown in communication there. Mm. Right, a couple more messages. Alan says the team as a whole was awful yesterday. We can't be putting injuries and tiredness down to it when they've not played in the week. Uh, player for player, we still had a better team on paper than Port Vale. And before the game, I was thinking this is the game we're going to get three points. Jaden again, offers nothing uh, in this system and style of play. So why is Ben keeping uh, thinking it might click for him if it is that he is captain so that Ben feels he can't not play him. I, I, I think it's because we've got no one else who can start up front, um, uh, Alan. He says other people within the club saying he needs to be playing. Who knows? But, but because I would rather uh, we played with another midfielder for 60 minutes until Miles is back and then just do chucks only uh, for the 30 minutes because uh, playing on a low-confident striker in Jaden, who isn't even bringing others into play uh, and is just there to head away the other team's corners, it's painful to watch. I like Ben. I can see what he's trying to do, but if he's hoping to get through to January and be back to, to get a striker and a couple of players to suit his style uh, with us being miles off, I think he is going to be uh, let down. Uh, again, Phil uh, says, Hi guys, another dismal uh, away performance time uh, to put Louis' stats away in the graph yeah, and start taking on bets on can we finish below where we ended last season. Unfortunately, I feel we're stuck in this poxy league until Sandgard sells to someone with some more serious money uh, to back their ambition. Yeah, it does feel a bit silly putting out the... Uh, the stats as to where we need to be in order to, to make the playoffs. But it's, it's it's just, you know, I've been doing it all season just to keep, just so people understand that when we go on little runs like this, that's why we're not getting the playoffs, you know. People got a bit carried away when we won three games in a row, didn't they? Right, um, that's Phil. Cheers, Phil. And then finally, Jeff said, love the podcast. I think that Ben Garner is doing a Scotty Parker and talking himself into the tie, uh, into the tin tack stakes uh, with his truthful remarks about the summer budget. I'm sure uh, Thomas Sangard doesn't like the blame being pushed his way. Well, could be an interesting week. Let's see. Let's see how the how that Thomas uh, reacts to those comments from Ben Garner. Right. Um. We have got a game on Tuesday against Plymouth. Uh, we heard from Garner there. He's going to play an extremely young side. I can't be bothered to uh, preview it any more than that. I'm not going. Uh, I'd be surprised if many people are going. But if you are, hope hope you enjoy your trip down there in the Papa John's. Um. So yeah, I'm going to call. I'm going to call the end of the show there. So um, we'll be back on Thursday, of course, to look ahead to the the cup tie against Stockport. Maybe look back at the game against Plymouth. Although, like I say, I'm not going. So it won't be very in depth on that one. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone who's listened to this week's show. Thanks to everyone who's got involved. Um, frustrating, frustrating time. Uh, again, at the Valley, thanks to Ben and Lewis. A pleasure as always. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.
good to speak to you. I'm Louis Mendes, and thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Thursday. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.